five dollars. I mean, that's what I use to wipe my tears. Hey. Yeah, I know you feel it like that for a happy hour. came from Benders and I had two and a half beers because I'm not allowed to drink at Muni Radio anymore. Yay! How fun is that for me? Uh, I'm going to be a lot of fun for the next hour and a half and then I might get a little angry and I'll smoke some weed and we'll have a good 8 o'clock show here on Pamtastics. Everything's going to be okay. Don't you people worry about the comedy you're going to hear tonight. You're going to have a great time. It's 6 o'clock. It's time for the happy hour. We have very we have two comedians here out of the 18 that signed up. And that's okay, because that means that I get to go smoke a cigarette before this all starts. And you get to enjoy Ace the Rapper, a guy from Oakland who gave me his CD. Hey, maybe you like music. Maybe you do it yourself, and you're like, I want someone to play my CD. Well, send it to me. Mutiny Radio, care of Pam Benjamin, or just Mutiny Radio at 278 121st Street. 94110 San Francisco Send me your fucking thing I'll play it I don't give a fuck Why do I play Ace the Rapper? Because he's a badass Drop that Friday Brown uh, I hope you guys are all drinking On your own happy hour We're going to go outside Smoke a cigarette We'll be back Please enjoy Ace the Rapper And coming up very soon On the happy hour Great great comedy From very very funny people I get all my savage in the field, ain't no like it. I know that you for I know you gone. Know you torn like me, and you rolling in a benzo, and you rolling in a Lamborghini. Know you for I know you gone, little for little thotty, and I know that you gone, little Puerto Rican. And I know that you wanna wanna fuck with a savage nigga, know I'm on it. Rolling three five, I know I roll my Dutchess, I ain't even run with woods, I know I ain't. Yeah, I know you for yeah, I know you doing. Yeah, you wanna fuck with savage little nigga, and I'm Again, uh, happy hour is coming up really soon. Keep listening or fast forward in your podcast that you're listening to. We're going to get to all of these comedians when they show up very quickly here. Keep enjoying Ace the Rapper outside of Oakland. Uh, I'm your host, Pam Benjamin. This is Happy Hour here on Mutiny Radio. Never wipe a bitch, and I know she doing dicks And shawty got that, what she really wanna know But no, she a thought, and I never cuff a bitch I never cuff her on the block Always asking all for my money Trying to get all my hundreds and fifties Get my twenties, don't you let me wanna see I know I got my money, and I always got bands on me I know she love me, and I know she love me She say I got money, and that's why she fucking with me I know she love me, and she tell me that And I tell her, no, no, what you really wanna know What you really wanna know and she know I got a car, and she know I got a Lambo And I'm riding in my Ford, and I got the lead, then I go I'm hopping on the E-Way, go to 50 I'm on the Fuck the Ops, you know I play Fuck the police, and fuck the feds got, got this bitch, I got her with me Never ever cuff a thought Cause I know she on the block 
She know I'm cash it. I ain't never lacking these niggas. They know I'm packing, and I got all my money. I ain't, I ain't never capping. What you really wanna know? I ain't never lacking. Never lacking. I got my money, got my bands, and I got my fifties. I got my hundred now, and I cop the billies. What you know? What you mean? You won't even talk to me, and I can't wipe a bitch. Never cuff a thought, and I know you wanna block. Tryna give all the top, and you say you got guap. Get all these smiths. Smoking raw, and I know that you living, and you staying on the block. I can't even cut your ass, I can't even wipe a tie. I don't need a cup, no bitches, but you fucking on the block. And you said that you get all this codeine with you, and I be like, where is it? Then I be with you. I need a cup of thought, never wife a bitch, and I know she doing dicks, and shawty got that. What you really wanna know, but no, she a thought, and I never cup a bitch, I never cup her on the block. Always asking, all for my money, trying to get all my hundreds and fifties. You ain't even fucking you cut up, no, you a odd bitch Rollin' with the opposite, no, you a odd bitch Up on my block, you feelin' it, get dismissed And you poppin' up your company, bitch They doin' dicks, you ain't even sayin' nothing I know you a odd bitch You rollin' on the block, you might get yourself shot Rockin' with my niggas, I know that we some savages Posted on the end of each note That is crackin', you ain't with it I don't even fuck with fool motherfuckers in the field What you get on my Tully nigga And I'm rockin' and you know how I'm rockin' And I got all my money and money cause I cop Fuckin' all these Tatianas, I know they fuck I don't even gotta pay, I know they goin' And I met them on the internet 
I know they bustin' And I know you fuckin' Why is you stunning? And you callin' on my phone You say, am I running? And I be like, yeah, shawty know I'm running late I don't even play No time for games On my savage mode Now you cut off, I don't even fuck with food gang All these motherfuckers and they running And they still in the lane Now you cut off Cut off Cut your ass on cut off, no, you a odd bitch Rollin' with the opposite, no, you a odd bitch Up on my block, you feelin' it, get dismissed And you poppin', no, you cuffin' these bitches They doin' dicks, you ain't even sayin' nine I know you a odd bitch You rollin' on the block, you might get yourself shot Rockin' with my niggas, I know that we some savages Posted on the end of bitch, no, that is crackin', you ain't winnin' Low overhead, overhead. We got low overhead, overhead. We got some comedians. We're gonna tell jokes. What? Yay! Uh, hey, if you're listening to the happy hour here at Mutiny Radio, we're gonna get started with the comedians because we have one outside baking in the sun. He's turning into a chocolate drop as we speak. You guys are gonna love him. He's such a funny guy, uh, and he also goes to school at Berkeley, so he's like super smart. So don't, please don't hold it against him or whatever. But uh, I know because you can't you can't have smart comedians now, can we? Uh, he's gonna be amazing, and we're all gonna love him. And everybody clap wildly right now for Arjun Banerjee. There are so many smart comedians. I thought that was one of the things that people liked about comedians that they were smart. That's the only reason my dad. That's cool with me doing this. He just thinks the comedians are so smart. He loves Jon Stewart, Stephen Colbert, and Bill Maher. So, like, you know, it's... What was I... I, You know, I don't... I think it's a really intelligent thing not to start with jokes. I think that's the mistake a lot of comedians make. I think it's more important to just explain where you're coming from. Uh, um, Do you guys have a favorite race? I have a favorite race. You guys, I'll play... We'll play a game called Rank Your Favorite Races in Order. My favorite is the 4 by 100 meter relay. Ah. Uh, like cool. <laughs> That's good for you. You know, they're all right, I guess. Some good, some bad. I hate the fucking marathon, though. That's my le- If I wanted to watch someone just run for two hours, I'd watch soccer. Ah. <laughs> uh, ha. Fucking sick-ass burn. Cricket's a dumb sport. Cricket's like if someone was like, how can we make baseball more confusing and yet somehow even more boring? (laughs) Fucking hate baseball, too. Basketball's all right. The last two minutes is good. Done with that bit. My girlfriend... After she broke up with me, she changed. Ma- it was in. Co- I'm still in college. She changed majors from uh, pre-med to chemistry, because after dating me, she decided she didn't want to save lives anymore. Instead, she would dedicate her life to probably making weapons that kill people who look like me. Um, just kidding. She might go into medicine. I don't know what chemists do. Does anybody know what chem- they make? There's a uh, there's ma- there's material chemistry. Whatever. Um, is India, are Indians Asian? Yes. Right? Because I've, I've had people say, tell me they weren't, 
But then I'm like, but on a map, though. Uh, but then when it comes to dick size, I'm very much like, nah, they're a subcontinent. <laughs> because while the small penis thing is just probably... I don't think white people ever actually measured. I think they just were like, you guys have small dicks. Like, I don't... I don't think Marco Polo measured a bunch of Chinese dicks when he was there and then brought that knowledge back. It's like, here's the noodle, and here are their noodles! What? Oh! Uh, no, he definitely, what he probably did is he was just like, yeah, and also my dick is huge compared to theirs. And then they checked and was like, well, theirs must be tiny. But more importantly, more importantly, it's also an incredibly hard stereotype to disprove because like, I can't just show random people my dick. And I can't tell you it's normal, because then you'll assume it's small. And I can't say it's big, because then you'll assume it's really small. You know? What else was I going to say? I don't get why anyone would send a dick pic. Dude, guys, you know a lot of comics, they say they do dick jokes, but then you're like, all your jokes are smart and good. You know? Not this comic. When I say, I do dick jokes, I mean it. Fucking commit to it. What's your name? Zach. Cool. Anyway. Um, I don't know if anyone would ever send a dick pic. Dicks are like the ugliest part of the male body. Like, all of sex is just hiding your dick in somebody else. Just putting it away. Nobody wants to see it. Did I enjoy this? Raise your hand if I enjoyed this. <laughs> Jesus, you guys really think I didn't like it? Raise your hand if you think I didn't enjoy it. Wow, you guys think I'm... Raise your hand if you think I'm ambivalent towards it. Raise your hand if you know what ambivalent means. Raise your hand if you're paying attention to my fucking set. Yay! What? Huh? Well, okay. Um I be like no no fuck a shorty Argent Banerjee everyone making you laugh with his unique brand of jokes and stuff just like your next comedian who likes to do spells and stuff he does stuff he has an amazing show here it ranked in the top 15 in June uh, so wonderful it's every Tuesday from 10 to midnight it's called Occult Oubliette you can look it up it's going to be great but right now you get to enjoy the jokes of David Stolowitz uh, miracles happen I know this because I managed to drive halfway across the city on acid and the cops didn't catch me I'm not proud of this okay I tried to get Chad Opitz to give me a ride, but he went out the back of the punchline, so that didn't exactly work. And uh, the cops were distracted by, you know, another mass shooting, you know, just like we have every day now. <sighs> I hate school shootings. They're so cliche, right? You guys, just been done to death at this point. Very tired of it. Uh, but uh, yeah, um, I don't like it how a lot of comics have this opinion that you have to be miserable in order to be creative. Who came up with this rule, okay? Like, if that's true, I'm ready to suck, you guys. I'm ready to suck hard and long and thick, and uh, I'm just going to get worse and worse at this point. So I'm hopeless. I'm totally hopeless. <laughs> 
Uh, let's see. I don't like how uh, people make such a big deal about death. I like how Mexicans handle it. Like, they have a good attitude. It's uh, healthy. Like, death is an ally. It's a part of nature. It keeps you 100. It cuts out arrogance. So, um, but it's like we're always trying to hide death in our culture. And uh, to the point where, like, if people are dead on the street, we'll just, like, go around them, you know? It's annoying having to step over the homeless. I once heard that as a definition of compassionate conservatism. Step over the homeless, not on them. (laughs) Not my joke. Not my joke. Um, speaking of not my joke, uh, the following are uh, some 25 cent California jokes that I bought off of uh, entertainers in Santa Cruz. Um, how do you get a one-armed punk out of a tree? Throw him a beer. <laughs> how many metalheads does it take to screw in a light bulb? None. They prefer the darkness. <laughs> What's the one place in the world you're safe from vampires? Gilroy. <laughs> groany, groany, moany, moany. <laughs> Um, I've really gotten into Billy Idol again for some reason. I was just listening to Don't Need a Gun the other day, and it's just stuck in my head. Um, he was the first uh, big punk star I really got into. I started reading his autobiography at Barnes & Nobles. I mixed them up with Borders. That was where I used to go. But uh, Borders has been gone for a while, right? Yeah. That was like back when I had money and time. <laughs> but... Uh, yeah, it's good. Uh, I like punk rock, but I wonder like how far I should go with it. Like, I don't know. Is, is punk dead or is it alive? Or is it undead? I can't really tell. <laughs> it just kind of seems like it's ambling on at this point. Maybe it's a vampire like Sam Licardo, the mayor of San Jose. It sounds like an Anne Rice character, right? Like Lestat and Louis Begot and Sired Licardo. Um, notice he never does a press conference in direct sunlight. And, and it's a thing now in Silicon Valley to try to stay young forever by drinking blood plasma. Okay, when you don't drink it, you get transfusions of it. But you spend like $8,000 to get 20-something techie bro juice so you can stay young. And uh, that's one way to pay off your student loans, right? I don't know. I, sometimes I wonder if he just dumps the bodies in Coyote Creek and lets it flood to cover up the evidence. Oh, yeah. Still got it. Dark humor. Now, I'm sick of being dark, to be honest. <laughs> like, I felt so edgy and rebellious at first, but the truth is dark comedy just makes you miserable. <laughs> I'm okay not being that edgy anymore. I don't care if people call me cutesy and fluffy, because, uh, I don't know, fluffy bunnies don't really get hunted very often. Right, Arden? All the time. All the time? Okay. I suppose if you get into your neighbor's yard and eat their lettuce, there's always that. All right, I'm going to let you guys have the time back. Thank you, Mutiny. Have a good day. David Stolowitz. You will listen to his show every Tuesday from 10 to midnight, Occult Oubliette. You will uh, learn about the Hammer of Witches, the Malus Maleficorum that I'm reading for a third time now. Thank you very much for the best... Uh, I haven't read a graphic novel this cool ever. So thank you, David Stolowitz. Your next comedian, he is like uh, a witch's dream. Uh, I think he actually has a dead baby bloodbath tattooed on his back. You guys are going to love him. Everybody put your hands together for Theo Hall. Back. Been traveling traveling a lot. Uh, Not for comedy and it's been a while since I've done comedy and I realized why I missed it uh, being at this show um, yeah a little nervous you know here's here's what I like to do to calm myself down before 
a show. It can be a little nerve wracking. So I, I like to watch like some baby uh, animal videos, like some goats, you know, goats in pajamas or them parkouring. Then I masturbate and I catch my semen with my hand and I put it in my pocket for good luck. All right. And then it kind of just helps me have a smooth show and everything goes well. Um, I was thinking about what I want to do for my next vacation. I want to just be homeless in a different town, you know? And, um, that just seems cool. You know what I mean? Just be crazy as far. Just say what you're thinking. You know, that's, that's what I'm going to do. Um, that's what I'm going to do next time. Uh, I take a vacation is be homeless in a different town. Um, what else, man? I, uh, um, I got a ticket from uh, the DMV uh, recently, uh, not a ticket, I got a letter from the DMV and this is what they said. They said that I am an unsafe driver and that if I get another ticket, they're going to take away my license. And the only thought I had was how dare they treat their best customer like that. All right. I am donating so much money to the DMV and then they have the audacity to, to send me a passive aggressive letter like some troubled 16 year old girl, you know, like just bill me or something. I saw the letter come in and I got excited. I was like, Oh my God, this is probably a coupon for the next time I get a carpool violation. I get half off, you know, I'm excited to get that ticket. I'm probably going to, you know, get like a set of golf clubs from them or something, you know, this is why they're a shitty business. You know, they should be congratulating me and just be like, Hey, that open mic at mutiny radio, you need to be on time. You should probably speed there. All right. If they had 10 more drivers like me, there would be no lines at the DMV. All right. They'd have so much money coming into that fucking business. Just be no more lines. Um, I feel like if I, if I have to go to the doctor soon and, uh, and the doctor leaves the room and then comes back in and he's just like, Hey, um, you have a terminal illness. I feel like my response is going to be, Oh, thank God. Uh, I thought I had 40 more years of this shit, you know, like I'm ready to go out. Have you guys ever seen an old person and just got really jealous? Just be like, oh, they, they get to leave here soon. Like, I fucking, where are you going? You know, they probably have dementia. That, that's got to be the coolest disease. You know, that's like a sociably acceptable blackout. If I could forget 30% of the shit I said today, that would be cool. You know, like I'll take, I'll take that disease. Yeah. Clap it up. Clap it up. Um, here's, here's my real take on old people. I think once they start to shrink, we should be able to buy them, all right? Because at a certain point, they just get fucking adorable, you know? Pam was talking about Filipinos. Like, I want, I want like a half Filipino old man, you know? Like, Filipinos have soft skin. They're a great race, you know? There's, that's just... I did a show in San Rafael and I was talking about old people and wanting to purchase them. And, uh, and if you guys don't know what San Rafael is, it's the Florida, the Bay area. So once you get old, that's where you go. All right. And then, and then you just stare at Once you get there, you just stare at comedians with, with, with all the same dumb look on your face. Like, is this guy going to try to buy us after the show? The answer is no. All right. I'm very broke. Okay. But if I had money, I would make some offers on uh, those half Filipino mixes. All right. Cause those, those people are adorable. All right. Thank you guys. Your grandmother is not safe from Theo hole. He's going to buy your grandmother. It's good times. Hey, white people get used to it. Uh, people have been buying people for years and now you're on the market. How lovely for us. Uh, your next comedian uh, hey, thanks for being around, David Solowitz. Yeah. 
Uh, your next comedian, I hope he's here. We're getting into a Brock block right now of comedians. Yeah, Brock block of guys named Zach. So your first comedian right now. Put your hands together for Zach Foster. I'm here. Ace the rap. Keep it going for Zach number one. David brought up school shootings. Those suck. I think I figured out a way to get Republicans to support gun control. Black people need to buy more guns, okay? No, fuck it. Republicans Okay. It's going to be the most bipartisan issue on Capitol Hill. Okay. Democrats will be like, too many people have guns. Republicans will be like, Muslims have guns. Aziz Ansari will be like, I'm brown. We're not, we're not vetting people buying guns. You know who we are vetting? The refugees. Switch, switch, switch mics, because that one seems to be going in and out. Switch mics. I hate to do this to you. It's a terrible thing, but we have other mics. Yeah. The refugees. That is who we're vetting. The people who are like, get me away from the damn guns. Come on, Muslims. Step up your game. You know, the more Muslim you look, the more guns you should buy, okay? I'm thinking like Pakistanis need to pick up the slack. You know what I mean? People from the subcontinent. This guy's like, why are you looking at me? I'm like, from South Africa. No. Um, you know, bust out those white nightgowns, the jalabiyas, you know? Like before you go to the gun shop. I, um, I recently graduated from the San Francisco Comedy College. <laughs> I don't even have to tell jokes about this place. Just the name itself. Um, it's actually, for those of you who, who haven't heard of it, it's the most prestigious comedy college on the western half of downtown Tenderloin. Basically between the meth heads on Eddy Street and Carl who sleeps in the shape of a cinnamon bun on Powell Street. This place is like killing it. Um, it, it's actually so prestigious, it only accepts students willing to pay it money, okay? Um, uh, you know, it's so prestigious that it has graduated some of the Bay Area's very best career open micers, okay? I mean, and that's saying a lot. Look at yourselves, okay? Um, a buddy of mine, a Syrian friend of mine, he recently uh, relocated to San Francisco from Syria, from Aleppo. Uh, he was in town. I took him out. I wanted to show him a good time. I took him straight to the tenderloin. He looks around. He's like, holy shit, man. There are more homeless people here than back home. Did you guys just have a war or something? I was like, yeah, it's called the war on drugs. The drugs are winning. Thank God. How will the, Without the war on drugs, we wouldn't have this kind of diversity of styles of public urination. No, but he, he, he's acclimating well. He's like, my two biggest problems in life are ISIS and gluten. Some things he doesn't quite get, though. He uses the quotation marks gesture for emphasis. He's like, gender equality is really important. Like, he's like, he once told me, he's like, dude, man, I heard the Holocaust happened. 
It's like, <laughs> he, he recently moved into the Fillmore Center and he's like, dude, man, you're not going to believe it. All the people in the building are black. I was like, uh, you're racist. So like, no, but I'm just noting. I'm just pointing out. I'm a badass to do. All right, guys, that's my time. Zach Foster, thanks so much. Zach Foster, everyone. Yay. Yay. Aleppo. Uh, we can all point to that on a map, maybe. Uh, yay. Go, America. Yay. Sorry, I'm, I'm sure that most people don't know where Aleppo is, but hooray. We're in a Zach Rock block, and that's what happens, and you're going to love your next comedian because he is also a Zach, and he's going to make you guys laugh. Clap your hands wildly for Zach Pierce. Use this microphone? Sure. Okay. How are the rest of the comedians doing? Yay! Good? How are you doing? Good. Um, do you guys watch porno? Yeah. Chronic masturbator. Are you on NoFap? No. I I support that. Good morals. Um, yeah, I don't watch porn anymore. I used to watch it a lot. Uh, I just didn't watch it anymore because I realized those aren't the type of girls that I'm dating, like Jada Fire from 40OunceBalance.com. An ebony princess. I'm not saying I wouldn't want to date Jada Fire. I would love to. But I just, she's not going to go on a date with me yet, at least. Hopefully. We're spicy Latina. Luscious Lopez. That'd be cool, right? Uh, all right. Here's a little survey I want to do. Guys, what do you like more? Ass or tits? Vagina, I guess that was a hidden option. So we have one for ass, okay. Pam, if you don't mind asking, what do you like more? Dick size or tits? I, um, I like boys butts too, I like ass as well. You like ass? Right on. <laughs> what a horrible poll result. We got like one for ass, one for vagina, one for ass again. So I guess it's ass. No one wanted personality? No? No personality? <laughs> Just ignore it. Um, yeah. It's okay, guys. Two more minutes. <laughs> oh, yeah, that was all the new stuff I wanted to work on. Ass and tits. It's been thinking about that a lot. Been thirsty. Swiping on Tinder every day. Trying to get some dating going on. My dream girl is, like I've told you, an ebony princess would be nice, but I would like, I like nerdy girls. Like I think it's hot when a girl likes Star Wars. That turns me on. And if she's Jewish, nerdy Jews. Uh, and last week on Tinder, I had luck. I actually matched with this innocent-looking Jewish nerdy girl. I was very excited. And I asked her on a date to go mini-golfing, and she said yes. But the twist was that before we go on our date, she asked me to go on a Skype date with her. 
So I was like, okay, well, she probably just wants to make sure I'm a normal guy. She probably has an overbearing father. I'm cool with that. So we go on the Skype date. Already off to a horrible start. There's no audio. I just have my phone up here for the visual, and I just have my keyboard down here to communicate, look like Stephen Hawking's. And, uh, you know, she asked me if I'm a good guy or, a, like, a bad boy, and I'm like, I don't know what the hell that means, but sure, for this to look cool, I'll be a bad boy. Uh, and she said, oh, really? I'm going to test you. So she took off all of her clothes and started dildoing herself with a glass dildo. It's 100% true. I lived it. And I recorded it with my brain and told you. Uh, but then uh, she wanted me to whip it out, and I didn't whip it out. And I failed her test, she said. So she ended the chat. So then I sent her a message and asked her if she still wanted to go mini-golfing. And uh, she still hasn't responded yet. So. All right, that's it for me, guys. <laughs> Zach Pierce, everybody. Uh, she probably didn't text you back because it's ebony. It's not ebony. It's ebony. They're a beautiful black ebony color. Ebony and ivory. Live together in perfect harmony. Learn from the 80s, you douchebag, because you'll never get laid by a black lady if you call her ebony. <laughs> ebony. Ebony. Zach Pierce, everyone. Yay. Sorry, I didn't, I'm just, it's just funny. <laughs> Your next comedian. I don't even know if he's here. Oh, I see his weird hair. I do. Everybody, you're going to love him. I did. I saw your weird hair and I knew it was you were here. Everybody, Marty Cunney. Thank you, Pam. Welcome back. Oh, thanks. Uh, yeah, I just got back from Columbia and boy, is my nose tired. Um... No, seriously, uh, I developed a habit. And I can't sustain it because it's so much cheaper down there. Uh, no, seriously, uh, uh, that was the first time I ever did cocaine. And uh, I feel like uh, it was the first time I, I took ecstasy. You know, I just felt like I understood whole genres of music in like one instant. Like, oh my God, this all makes sense now. The 80s, it's been revealed to me. Wow, wonderful. No, um... Yeah, before I left down there, I uh, I had a big old beard before I left, and uh, I actually shaved it down into this little number, this little Colonel Sanders. And um, the reason I shaved it was I was I was starting to put on a lot of weight. Uh, people kept giving me food because uh, they thought I was homeless, and um, you know that just got to be a little bit too much. So I went from people you know asking me if I had somewhere to stay tonight to asking me if uh, you know what brewery I work at. You know, so that's the, the, the look I got going on now. Uh, you know, I have, I have a real strong stance. Uh, I took a real strong stance against bestiality, you guys. But I would like to point out that I guess it would be, uh, for the people that like to fuck horses, I feel like uh, it'd be kind of hard for them to know if the horse doesn't like it, right? I mean, you'd know right away if the horse doesn't like it because you'd be out a couple kneecaps. You know, so it's not like one spitting twice shy kind of thing. It's like one spitting, you're limping for life, you know? Uh, so if they don't get kicked out, you know, you figure those guys probably figure they just roll out along with it. So I feel like I kind of, you know, I see where they're coming from. 
I wonder how you get a clown fetish. Uh, I thought about it, and I realized, um, you know, I've never uh, laughed while I've come before, like at the same time. And maybe that feels really good, and you just need someone to like help you along with that. Maybe that's like you know the perfect meeting of two, two worlds. I think a lot about fetishes. I don't have enough. Um, I mostly, you know, living in San Francisco, I feel like I'm underutilizing my fetish, like the fetish world here. You know, there's so many options to explore all these different weird things. But I had a very normal childhood. I didn't have any weird shit happen to me. You know, I feel like, and you got to like have, you know, you have to like get your first boner while like eating like a, like while like getting like a grape thrown at you in the face and you're like, then you're going to have like some weird grape stomping fetish or something like that. Right. Like that's going to be your, for the rest of your life. That's been burrowed in there. Like how do, how do you go about like finding out how you got, how, what, what your fetishes are? Like what weird shit happened to you when you were younger? Like, uh, I feel like it's, is there like an, you know how they do like the allergy test where they like put a bunch of different stuff on your skin to see like what reacts right, you know? Is there something like that for fetishes? Like, they just have like a smorgasbord of the wall. They're like, all right, uh, here's a balloon animal. How's that work for you? It's like, nah, eh, you know, not really for me. All right, all right, well, uh, here's a uh, woman riding an ostrich. How's that working for you? It's like, ah, not for me. Uh, how about, um, you know, woman getting slapped by a clown? Like, ah, uh, you know, not for me work. All right. Well, how about we tase you while we show all you all these things again? We're going to start right from the beginning, right? You know, and then, you know, maybe you land out on the right thing. I don't know. I just feel like there's got to be a way. Um, I found out that, uh, you know, I'm very proud of my, uh, my level of drinking that I'm capable of, uh, my love for alcohol. I've, I really like honed the skill over the years, but I, I found out recently that there is a downside to it, believe it or not, uh, this alcoholism of mine. Uh, it said I'll never be able to take GHB uh, and not, like, pretty much kill myself. Uh, for those of you who don't know, GHB is a drug that um, particularly popular in the gay community. Uh, it's, it's a roofie. You're roofing yourself. But if you don't drink alcohol with it, then it doesn't have the same effect. It's just you basically get the same effect as drinking, but with no, none of the downsides of alcohol. You know, the hangover, blacking out, stuff like that. It's just kind of weird. Like, I'll never be able to experience that without waking up with a sore butthole. Like, you know, I just, I feel like I can't resist the temptation to just, like, you know, like, one beer couldn't hurt, right? And then I just wake up like, goo! All right, that's my time, guys. Thanks. Marty Gunny, everyone. I'm so glad that he mentioned clowns and GHP because one time I was actually on a porn clown retreat on a bunch of, uh, uh, what are they called, houseboats. And they were doing a bunch of GHB and they were really cool about it. They were like, you can't drink before. If you're going to do this, you can't drink. And then I drank and I had a really good time. Uh, it was my first orgy that happened later that night. And that's another show. But uh, Marty Cunny knows what I'm talking about because he's taking the GHB. And suddenly you're like flogging. That sounds like the best thing that's ever happened. Your next comedian, he doesn't even know what flogging is. He was homeschooled. Everybody, put your hands together for Ian Levy. <laughs> I was uh, homeschooled. I was actually just texting my uh, my mother, or should I say teacher, educator, uh, enlightener, 
philosopher. I don't know. I was texting my mother and she uh, she asked me if I was coming home soon for a family get together she wanted to do. I said, no, I can't I have to stay here. I work in San Francisco. And she said, well, are you at least coming home for your cousin's uh, baby shower? Uh, and then I also said, no. And then she said, okay, give it to me straight. Uh, should I just hire a new son? Which is kind of like, ah, thanks. I said, no, you don't have to do that. I told her, I said, if you want, you can just uh, pay for my rent in San Francisco and I will come visit you in Nevada City. Who moves to Nevada City? She like moved to a housing commune in Nevada City where they all share things. It's the fucking worst. They have like those night. You, you guys know, like everyone talks about like the 1950s was like a neighbor just come over and knock on your door. Like, can I borrow some sugar? Like, they've found that in Nevada City. It's a real thing that exists, uh, and it's a nightmare of people coming over and asking for your stuff that you bought with your own money. It's like, no, leave me alone. Let me watch Glow. It's very good. My mom's also watching that right now, so it's good. I'm just, I, yeah, I didn't really want to do jokes. Here's the thing. I'm a little uncomfortable right now uh, because I have to poop very badly. And I'm a, I'm a shy peer, right? So if like one person is behind me in line at the urinal, I cannot pee. But if like 20 people are looking at me, I have to shit. Like what? Okay, I thought that'd be way funnier, but no, no, not even in the slightest. That's okay. We can. I guess I could work on some actual jokes. Um, I've been reading a lot about feminism recently. I've been reading a lot about feminism uh, because I think it's very important, right, uh, to know your enemy. So that's. I'm on to you, women. Recently, a couple women uh, accused me of not being a feminist. I consider myself a feminist, but a couple women accused me of not being a feminist. Uh, but in my defense, those women uh, were lying whores. So that is my... <laughs> yeah, I know, I'm a bad... Why, why doesn't my mom like me more? I don't, I don't know. I want to keep doing jokes, but my phone just vibrated, which means that... Either my mom has messaged me or someone on Tinder has hit me up. So it's very exciting, and now I'm, I'm distracted by that. But I gotta keep trying some of the, the new shit I wrote. Um, I don't, interesting, I've been thinking about my identity as a person, right? My identity as a man, right? And I compare myself to what I think is the most man's man recent, which is Johnny Cash, right? Johnny Cash, and Johnny Cash not only walked the walk, but he talked the talk, because he would talk about badass shit he did in his life, right? He would say, like, I shot a man in Reno just to watch him die. Where, like, my experiences aren't quite the same. If I was to tell someone what I've done with my life, I would say, you know, uh, I once learned some magic tricks because I thought it would impress women. Nope. If just Jenny laughs, I know that's not good. That's not, I have to, I have to scrap it. Oh, boy. I've been having trouble writing new stuff recently, so I don't know what's going on with that. Um, an oldie but a goodie. Uh, this is this is a, a quick scene. Some, I'm doing some scene work. This is a scene work. This scene is called a uh, uh, 1920s gangster uh, visits the optometrist's office. 1920s gangster visits the optometrist's office. Uh, sir, can you tell me what's wrong with you? My, she. I want to see, she. I'm sorry, what? I want to see, she. I got the minute light, so I can't do the next 20 minutes of this scene. But okay, that's my time, guys. Thanks. No, but no, but your bitch.
Ian Levy, everyone, not trying to impress Jenny Hogan, who's in the house. Clearly, not trying to impress her at all. Your next comedian. He has a show every Saturday from 4 to 6 called James and Austin's Cool Show. Yeah, he signed up first, but we're on number nine right now, and that's you now. Because you signed up one, and you're here now. Unless you want to, Fergo, do you want to put your hand in the air and say, do you want to, yeah, you're going to do it. Fuck yeah. You guys are going to love what he's going to do. Because he's hilarious motherfucker. Everybody clap wildly for James Mora. What up, y'all? Yo, guys, if we, if we, uh, Keep our voices really low. We might be able to hear Ginny P. So, can you hear it at all? It's kind of hot, guys. You feeling some things, Matt? Um, I'm biracial. I'm a proud mulatto. Do we have any mulattoes in the house? No. Okay. Cool. Um, I uh, w- one of the uh, one of the worst things about being mulatto, like we're we're not from anywhere, you know, like. Our genealogy is, you know, split 50-50, like, so we can't really go anywhere to, like, to like home, you know? Like, if you're white, you can go to Europe, and you can be like, this is where whiteness started, you know? And you can, like, walk around and, like, reminisce and shit, you know? Like, if you're, if you're Jewish, you know, you can go to Israel, and, like, isn't there, like, a mud-smearing thing that happens, and you can, like, be, you know, as Jewish uh, as possible. You know, if you're, if you're Asian, you can go to, like, Cupertino, you know? Like, there's a lot of things... <laughs> There's a lot of things you can do, but as as a mulatto, like the the only thing we could do is, I guess, go to like, uh, I guess, go to like Thomas Jefferson's like plantation house, you know, and go back to that old oak tree in the back, you know, where Massa Jefferson got extra hot and bothered that one summer, uh, that one summer afternoon. And I guess we just pick up some of that Virginia clay and smear it on our foreheads because that's our Jerusalem, guys, you know. That's where to start for us. Um, I've, uh, I've been accused of acting white uh, before in my life. <laughs> Me, right? Of all, of all people, that's crazy. What are you guys talking about? Um, there's nothing more, there's no shame greater than being told that you're acting white uh, by black people. Like that. So, so the, I've, I've now only been doing activities uh, which I would not be ashamed of, do, of doing, I would not be ashamed of doing if I ran into a group of black people. This came to me the other day. Uh, I was in Oakland, uh, AKA the motherland and, uh, and doing some of the whitest shit of all time. All right. I was on a date with a white girl, strike number one, uh, was wearing a flannel shirt, uh, strike number two. Uh, we were holding hands. That's like strike two and a half, you know, it's like kind of soft to be doing that in public. I don't know. Uh, and then strikes three through a million were we were arguing, I shit you not very loudly about our favorite flavor of kombucha. All right. Like I'm not, really not proud of this and right as i uh right as i got to like the climax like the climax of my argument i was just like i just really find the flavor of ginger to be very refret and it's right as i turned the corner i just ran into a group of six like bl- like like stereotypically black dudes you know like, like the kind of black dudes that you guys are all thinking in your mind but you would never detail you know you, know, you guys know what i'm saying anyway so they looked i so 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 they looked at me and, and my flannel shirt and the white girl I was with, and I looked at them, and at that moment, I just wanted to be like, I am so sorry, and run away as fast as I could. But I was on a date, so I had to square up. I was like, it's got myself, got real big, and I said, niggas, that shit's refreshing. 
And they're like, don't say the N-word, dude. And then they left. Uh, all right. I do like to have a better... I'm still working on the punchline for that one, Pam. Whatevs. Um, the other day I was fucked up at a bar, uh, as I'm wont to do. I saw a girl from across the bar. I guess my buddy knew her. He goes, uh, watch out for that girl. Uh, she's got badass titties. And I was like, I've never heard that combination of words before. It's kind of a weird thing to say. Uh, upon closer inspection, uh, he was right. Really badass titties. Otherwise, very strange looking young woman. Okay. <laughs> like facially, she was kind of like half Hillary Swank, like half Charles Barkley. Like it was like a weird, she kind of had like a weird look going on. Uh, but we'd, uh, we'd been making eye contact the whole night and it had about like six or seven or maybe eight Lagunitases. Or Lagunitai, I guess. Is that how that works? Do we have any linguists? Um, anyway, so I fucked her. Right? I wasn't proud of it. Um, it was, sex was terrible. She was really hairy, but like not in like a feminist way, you know? Like there was no political statement attached to the hair uh, on this woman. Uh, she also, her vagina had one of those pungent aromas that kind of linger in your apartment afterwards, you know? Like the next day my buddies came over and they were like, dude, are you making tilapia? <laughs> and I was like, nah. Uh, anyway, um, the worst part was I'd misheard my friend. Uh, the next day I was in the same bar with the same friend. And uh, I was like, and he was like, dude, did you sleep with that girl last night? And I was like, yeah, I was doing that thing where, you know, we try to hide the shame in our eyes that we just slept with a troll. And, uh, and I was like, yeah, dude, the one with the badass titties, huh? Like the one you were talking, he was like, he was like, what was that? I was like, the badass, the badass titties. Like remember, he was like, dude, I didn't say badass titties. I said bad STDs. <laughs> so now I guess I have chlamydia. All right, thanks guys. Savage, you want it, I actually got my first STD uh, from my first marriage, and that was sexually transmitted debt. So that was a thing. Yay, STD is sexually transmitted debt. Yay, don't get married. Ha, ha, ha. The only reason to get married is if you actually, if they both have money. If you both have money, get married, because you get good tax breaks. But if you're both poor, fucking just live in sin, weirdos. Your next comedian might or might not be here. Let's check it out. Let's ask. Everybody put your hands together for Andy Zuccaro. Andy Zuccaro is a character of mine that I'm, I'm working on. Uh, Anthony Zuccaro is my stage name. Uh, no, it's all good. I'm sorry. Um, I, I felt so weird correcting you just then. That was I, I'm, just give me the minute already, um, which I, I'm I'm happy that the the minute is a honk sound uh, because uh, that means I have a minute left. And my, when my friend heard a honking sound, he only had seconds left. So that's 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 nice. I have I have more time than he does. Um, I, I I wish I had gone after Ian because I would have said this following joke that I'm gonna say anyway, which is that I look like the last comic, but in widescreen. Um, it would have worked so well. Um, all right, and then uh, yeah, no, he did uh, he did a character, and I don't uh, I don't usually do characters, but I, I came up with this one. Uh, this is a a nudist father watching his daughter leave for the night. A nudist father watching his daughter leave for the night. Um, excuse me, you're going out dressed? Um, all right, and uh, I, I'm, a, I'm a comedian, which is not, that's not a, that bad of a thing to be or be remembered for, um, unlike my friend who's remembered for texting and crossing the street. Um, and, uh, 
So, uh, uh, but I think the one of the worst things to be remembered for is to be remembered for uh, have your legacy be that you were a failed assassin. I think that is pretty rough to fail an assassination attempt. There's only like a, a few people that have failed assassination attempts, and uh, when you that's especially bad when you think about it because being a successful assassin means you're just a murderer. Um, so there's not really that much of a reward for succeeding either. Um, so uh, I, one, of my, one of my favorite failed assassination attempts of many is on Andrew Jackson. Uh, so Andrew Jackson uh, in the 1800s was leaving a funeral uh, because this was the 1800s and you were either coming from a bar or a funeral. Um, and it's one of the two. Uh, you were either born at one. And, um, and so he, an assassin came up to him, shot one pistol, it misfired, but he brought his bag up, he shot that one, it also misfired. And so Andrew Jackson was so angry that he almost died that he beat the guy up with his cane in the middle of, like, the, in the, middle of the square. So Andrew Jackson's own security had to pull the president off of his assassin. And I think that is the barometer for being a failed assassin when your target's security has to protect you from your target. <laughs> That's pretty rough. Um, that, that actually happened in history and there should be more jokes in it, but I just wanted to say it. Um, Andrew Jackson had a pet parrot, uh, which I think is a great pet. Uh, some people have wild animals as pets, which I do not understand. I don't get that at all. Like if you're, if you have a wild animal as a pet and you're not a drug lord, I think you're an asshole. I think if you have like a tiger or something that you ripped out of its habitat, uh, like uh, people will always say like they'll have a wild animal for years as a pet and then it'll attack them and then they'll come into the news uh, they'll speak on the news and they'll be like yeah I don't know for 10 years the tiger was so nice to me and my family uh, it was so weird how just this random accident happened no it was a random accident when it was nice to you all that year all those years it was per it perfectly makes sense that it attacked you that's that's the only thing that makes sense in this whole thing um, like, uh, wait, what did I, what did I write? I can't even read my own handwriting. Oh, yeah. Um, oh, yeah, that's funny. I read minute, minute honk, right as that happened. And I said that joke earlier. Um, but yeah, the, uh, uh, wait, what, what did I, what did I write? I can't, I, I cannot even, oh, that says drug lord. I thought that said dry land. I'm like, what joke about dry land do I have? Um, yeah, having a wild animal as a pet is kind of like just having like, like, like I, have a, like I have a friend who has a rattlesnake as a pet, just casually has a rattlesnake as a pet. And uh, coincidentally, he also uses a gun as a pillow. All right, that's my time. Thank you very much. <laughs> Everybody, Anthony Zaccaro! Yay, Anthony, yay! Guns! Babies don't kill people. Babies with guns kill people. Your next comedian, he's gonna make you laugh. Clap your hands wildly for Nathan Mass! Well, this is about to get dirty. So I used to be the guy, I do comedy on occasion. I used to be the guy who told jokes about packages, not... These kind of packages, like UPS packages. Uh, yeah, that didn't really work out so well, so fuck it, here I am. Uh, has, anyone, uh, has anyone heard uh, Drake's song, uh, Fuck for Free? Uh, it's pretty catchy, it kind of goes like, you know, I shouldn't have to fuck for free, you know, not me, uh, <laughs> stuff like that. So I, I was, uh, I mean, that's a good question actually, right? Like, should he have to fuck for free? 
Um, and so I was, I was thinking about it. Like, I have a question for him. Um, how does one think to write that song, right? Do you just kind of like think those lyrics like, hmm, like I'm, I'm a good fuck. Got a big wiener. I shouldn't have to fuck for free. Yeah, I shouldn't have to fuck for free. Or, if you bear with me one second, do you hear the beat, which no one can hear, and just be like, hmm, fuck, for free. Fuck for free. I shouldn't have to fuck for free. Anyways, that, that's an evolution of a, a song I had no idea. Um, if I could change pace for one second, I'd like to give it up for, uh, <laughs> for dating apps. I, I met my ex-girlfriend on a dating app, uh, Bang Tonight. Uh, we have a lot of common interests. Uh, I say ex-girlfriend because uh, she charged by the hour and, and times were tough. Um, uh, you know, I, I, I've, uh, I've recently got back into the, the dating game and you know, I, I found out that there are a lot of ladies uh, on, on Tinder uh, who say they're, they're, they're not you know, looking for a, a hookup and I'm just like, uh, uh, <laughs> fuck that joke. <laughs> Uh, I forgot the punchline anyways. I, I do love the, the ladies who, who say, you know, I'm, I'm not here for, uh, you know, for, for a hook. I'm, I'm looking to, to find friends. I'm just thinking like, bitch on Tinder, you know? Uh, although, to be honest, I, I tried this recently. I joined uh, Black People Meet uh, the other day because I need a black friend. Uh, and I've gotten three responses so far. Uh, one was, fuck you. Uh, another was, fuck me by a very large woman. And the other was uh, N-word please. And uh, I, I took that one as a compliment actually. Um, last joke I wanted to, wanted to say was that, uh, kind of a random thought that was coming to my head. Does anyone ever wonder how carpenters got to define sex for us? Uh, I want you to, to think about this for, for one second. Think about these words. Bang, pound, rail, nail. Uh, screw, fuck, hit it, hammer, drill, slam, ram. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, Nathan Mass, bringing you the words that make you think about fucking what? Yeah, I gotta go. I gotta go, I gotta go drill that. Well, there's a lot of things that need to be drilled here at Mutiny Radio. The door is about to fall off its hinges. Your next comedian, he has a show here every Wednesday from 10 to midnight. It's off the hinges all the time. That's because it's the night space and they do uh, nighttime story time, which is high stories written by your next comedian, acted out by comedians like yourselves. You guys, you're in for a treat. Clap your hands wildly for Arden! Thank you, Pam. Thank you, Mutiny. It's funny we're dressed alike, Pam. Nice. I know, we're both wearing purple today. purple. Yeah. You know, it's funny. I got a package from Amazon the other day, and I was afraid. Uh, you see, I'm, I'm, uh, I'm kinky, but I'm an asshole. Uh, so I got this package in the mail the other day. I was afraid it wasn't going to fit. It was this dress that I ordered off Amazon. And uh, turns out, uh, yeah, I am a size four. 
So uh, take that, ladies. You know, because uh, the reason I wear dresses while I fuck is because I want to make you feel insecure. Because I wear it better. Yeah. That's what I'm doing. Yeah. Um, everyone wonders why I'm an asshole. It's because I'm from New Jersey. Uh, as anybody's seen recently, our uh, illustrious governor shut down the beaches and then parked himself on one of them. Uh, but this isn't the first time in New Jersey people have played dirty. I uh, way back when Thomas Edison got in a pissing contest with uh, Nikola Tesla and so to prove a point Edison invited uh, all the local media out and rented an elephant from the local zoo and hooked it up to a Tesla generator and electrocuted it to death and uh, that was to prove its point that his uh, AC current was quote-unquote dangerous yeah um, and then just like true New Jersey, uh, the state uh, local authority happened to be there and saw this happen and said, uh, hey, can you give us one of them for the prisons? Aww. Yeah, yeah. So Jersey, Jersey, uh, Jersey dickishness runs deep. Uh, I'm also, uh, I, I'm, uh, I'm kind of depressed. Uh, there's this girl I really like. She has no idea I exist. I'm really sad about it. And she has no idea I exist uh, because I'm catfishing her. <laughs> uh, but uh, no, I am I am going actually on an internet date right after this down the street at Asiento. Nice. Yeah, uh, and I didn't invite her to this because this is just going to be sad. Uh, <laughs> I, you know, I want I want to keep some surprise and mystery before we meet. Uh, but she's going out with a real winner. I, I remember. I, I, uh, the only F I ever wanted changed on my high school report card was the one that indicated that I was somehow female. Uh, took me to the day I graduated. Uh, top 50% of my class, thank you very much. And uh, I got into Lafayette College because the admissions department had this uh, policy that one kid from my high school gets in every year no matter what, no questions asked. And I was wondering why the all-star athlete slash uh, legacy uh, didn't get picked. And it was because my guidance counselor was his guidance counselor. And uh, I paid him extra to forget to send the transcript. Uh, so, yeah. So, so I got into a good school where I graduated with a 246 GPA. Yeah. So uh, stellar in English, you know. And everyone always used to joke. They said, oh, what are you going to do? Become a barista? And I was like, ah, fuck you assholes. And... Uh, yeah, I'll be serving you coffee in the morning because uh, I am a barista. That's why I wear the bandana. It's a food safety thing, not a not a fashion statement. Uh, yeah, it's also it's also to hide the fact that I'm losing my hairline. It's going. Uh, I'm 33, you know, and uh, the grays have come in and the hairlines receding, and I'm fucked. That's why I'm going on the internet date because I'm running out the clock here. You know, not much time left. Sports analogies, something, something. Uh, but yeah, James, I hear you're recently single. You, you, you pulled the plug on, on the life support there. And just pulled the Band-Aid off. Uh, yeah. But now, now, you, now, you, now you can check out everything on Netflix. And I realize Netflix has followed a very good formula for getting us hooked on shows like Glow and all the new original program. It's uh, in the pilot, show the lead actress naked and then never again. 
Because you're just going to be waiting every episode. Maybe this one. Maybe this one. But nope. Nope. So. Anyway, that's been my time. You've been wonderful. My name's Arden. Give it up for your host, Pam Benjamin. Arden, everybody. Yeah. He likes the glow. He likes the girls in the cute 80s leotards. I'm, you know, it's really funny because my mom actually did jazzercise in the early 80s. Uh, and she was hot there for a minute, but then she lost it. It's fine. It's always sad when you think about your parents. Like my mom was 27 when she had me, so when she was my age at 42, I was already in college, and she was already a dumb, dumpy weirdo, you know? So it's fine. I'm like, you're just, I know why you don't appreciate me, because I'm hot. <laughs> Screw you, mom. <laughs> I'm never birthing anything out of my vet vagina. Your next comedian isn't either, because he doesn't have a vagina. Uh, everybody, clap your hands in a wild slappy-like motion for Jackson Richard Banks. Yeah! Hey, thank you. Is this the right mic? Is this the one? Yeah. yeah. Thank you. Uh, I, too, am much hotter than my own mother. Um, so I appreciate you sharing that. Who's dating? Who is anyone dating or going on a date, getting getting nailed later? Are you getting railed later? Uh, I, like, I like dating. My favorite uh, part of dating is third wheel in it because uh, it's kind of like the two people on the date are my mom and my dad, and we're family again. So I think that's pretty cool. Um, uh, it's tough. I just moved here about a week ago from Utah. It's really hard to make new friends because my voice says, hey man, new in town. My eyes say, I fucking miss my mom. Um, thank you for that maternal supportive laugh. Um, fuck the American flag, right? Yeah. yeah. Right. I'm a patriot. I love my country, but public schools ruined that flag, Okay. Because they were like, hey, you see this flag? When you look at this flag, I want you to think about all the men and women who died defending it. It's like they, they fought to free us, not to fucking bum everybody out. Like, no, no army general is just like, all right, man, we're, we're going out into battle right now. And some of you are doing it for the right to marry who you want to marry. All right? Some of you are doing it for the right to do what you want to do for a living. I say, fuck that. I'm doing this so that one day my death will be used to guilt elementary school kids into holding the fuck still. That's why we fight. That's why we fight. I uh, getting into the se- the world, wonderful world of se- sex, human sexuality. It's tough. Men men are egotistical with the sex, though. They 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 want to you know they think it's like special when they get laid, and then they're like, oh she had she had sex with other people. I thought she had an ironclad chastity belt that I got through only by being myself. Um, God damn, might as well be in my fucking bedroom. But I know those people at home uh, are busting a fucking gut right now because of me. Um, I, uh, I, de- I definitely date women that are far out of my league, very far out of my league. Like, I'll, I'll be having sex with a girl, and I'm like, I fucking shouldn't be here right now. And I'm afraid that, like, a pimply security guard will kick the door down and be like, kid, your mom's looking for you. And it's going to be like, simulation terminated. I'm like, no, I was just a little boy. I was just a little boy the whole time. No, I, uh, I fucking... I, I, don't, I shouldn't be, like, with the women that I get with. Like, a handsome guy and a handsome woman, it's like, hey, babe, 
My genes have got it going on, okay? Your genes got it going on. Maybe if we get together, the future of the human race could have it going on. But my genes are like a crazed lone gunman who's like, if I'm going down, I'm going to take you with me. Yeah. I, uh, I'm a straight white male, or as I like to call it, priority male. Um, I, uh, and people, you know, people give me shit for it. They're like, fuck your privilege, man. Fuck your white male privilege. And I'm like, look, lady, it is not my fault that I am the same race, gender, and sexual orientation as our Lord Jesus Christ. It's not a choice I made. I was raised white in Utah. Um, and so they oversimplified the race thing, you know what I mean? They made it seem like Lord of the Rings. They were like, in the final battle of the Civil War, racism came out of the ocean in the form of a great squid. And Abraham Lincoln slew it with a golden spear. But uh, racism, racism's a lot more like the movie When a Stranger Calls. You know, they're like, the racism, it's coming from inside your mother. You've got to get out now. Anyways, I, uh, I, a friend of mine who's really good with chicks was trying to teach me about game and how to get girls to sleep with you, uh, even though they don't really care about you. And he was just like, no, man, well, you got, you got to tease the pussy, man. Give it a little bit, then pull back. Give it a bit, pull back. No, that's not game. Okay, let me tell you about game. Okay, my father went to college with a man whose girlfriend dumped him, so he drove in front of her house and blew his head off in front of her so she'd never forget about him. That's fucking game, okay? Thank you. Thank you. You folks at home, thank tune in every Friday. Every Friday. Yay! Jackson Banks! Jackson Banks, everyone. We were gonna have a Banks a Banks rock block, but we're not because we have a very important person who's making a guest appearance right now. He had the third highest rated show on Mutiny Radio in June. If you guys haven't listened to it, I don't know what's wrong with you. It's very easy to find. It's just LFM. Let's watch a full-length movie on YouTube with your next comedian, Mike Spiegelman. Yay! I'll get that later. I brought, I'm, uh, unlike the other comics uh, you see here today, uh, I brought my joke book on stage, and it's a very simple reason uh, I have my joke book on stage, is that during my performance, my comedy set, my guest set, uh, I might think of a joke. <laughs> and I may uh, be able to uh, need to write it down in my joke book. I keep a lot of physical books. Uh, I do uh, write in a journal, and it's changed my life, writing about the minutia and the mundanities. I embellish a bit, I'm, I'm killing right now, according to my diary. You guys were a great crowd. Either way, let me just tell you that. Whatever your opinion, in my diary, I'm gonna say this is a good set, and a good crowd. I write so much in my diary that I actually uh, dream about all the events in my life, which makes my dream journal redundant. <laughs> I'm just like, see, uh, see my diary. By the way, I lost my diary in my dream journal, so if you've seen it, if you could bring it over, that'd be great. Don't read it, a lot of personal stuff. I don't read, I just go to the library uh, to shower, 
As you can tell, I'm uh, in media res. I'm heading over there now. I was walking uh, to the station and I saw a guy with a banana in his ear. And I said, hey, you got a banana in your ear? And he said, I can't hear you. I have a banana in my ear. And I said, well, you, you don't have a banana in your other ear, now do you? Smug piece of shit. Nailed it. All right, that's been my time. Thanks, Pam. I got to go. Bye. Mike Spiegelman, everyone. Please listen to L-A-L-W-A-F-L-M-O-Y-T. He had um, he had over 10,000 downloads on his RSS, so that's really amazing. Yay, June, for Let's Watch a Full-Length Movie on YouTube with Mike Spiegelman. Yay! <laughs> One of the biggest shows here. Thank you for bringing it to Mutiny Radio. It really is fun, you guys. He watches a full-length movie with a person, and then they talk over it, and you can watch it yourself because you go three, two, one, and then you press. It's really a lot of good times. Your next comedian, you know, some people are of the 1%, and some of are of the 99%. And when I see those signs where they say, make banks pay, makes banks pay, I say, what did Matthew Banks ever do to you except tell you a really good racist joke. Everybody, Matthew Banks, yay! It's dead as fuck in here. We gotta get it going. This joke... <clears throat> that's what I'm talking about. Your last name's Banks? You're the only white person I've ever met with the last name Banks. This is impressive. I'm excited about that. This joke's for you, Jenny. How you been? You've been crushing the New York scene? <laughs> no? You going up regularly then? A low crush? Well, that's a crush. I don't have any crushes right now. Good for you. Oh, man. So when I was a kid, my, uh, my uncle would touch me, right? And... Uh, <laughs> Yeah, the, <laughs> you like that? And uh, the only way I would get through it is I would, uh, I would close my eyes and uh, imagine it was my aunt. <laughs> yeah, that's a little useful tip for anyway, anybody out there. Uh, I was partially molested. I, I never came. Um, it's a little weird. Uh, most people go to psych wards because they're depressed. Uh, I went because I thought I was God. <laughs> um, it's a little different. Um, I found out that uh, being God's a huge responsibility. Um, he starts a lot of fights over people, uh, people blaming him for shit all the time, you know? Just like, fuck you guys. <laughs> You're the one who fucked it all up. It's got nothing to do with me. Um, I got some more stuff. I forgot what it was going to be. I'm uh, single now. Uh <laughs> Yeah, two years now, uh, something like that. Um, but yeah, every time I get delusional and think I'm lonely, I'll go to the store and just uh, carry some random woman's bags while I watch her shop. <laughs> and then I'll pay for all of it when it's over. Um, I had some more, but uh, she would say no. Is that what she said? It's not very nice. <laughs> Oh, funny. What else? Oh, uh, I'm from Mississippi. Uh, I was born in Oklahoma, then I downgraded to Mississippi. And um, it's funny. Everybody in San Francisco is talking about how woke they are. 
I'm like, shut the fuck up, dude. San Francisco is 5% black people, dude. Fucking 5%. I was like, you've never even given racism a chance, guys. I was like, what the fuck? No wonder you can prance around saying you're not racist. I think in order to have racism, you have to have races. Uh, I think that's the number one component there. The white guilt here is fucking ripe, dude. I'm like, you know why you feel guilty? It's because you're fucking guilty is why. Uh, Dude, 8% of NASCAR fans are black. Fucking NASCAR. That means there's a higher percentage of black dudes sitting in a lawn chair with a John Deere hat on mourning the death of Dale Earnhardt than there are in San Francisco. (laughs) You're going to come to me with your bullshit about Mississippi being racist? Go fuck yourself. I feel like San Francisco's relationship with black people its like my relationship with beautiful women. Uh, it's fantasy. <laughs> uh, I'm not saying that San Francisco's racist, but they're definitely delusional. Um, then some some person tried to say, but it's 30% Asian. I was like, that doesn't count. Every racist has an Asian fetish. Uh, every, everyone I know. <laughs> um, yeah, man. Fucking wild. I had some more shit. Um, the shop vac? Should I go to the shop vac route? James walked in my shop and uh, saw a shop vac, and he's like, what have you been doing? Giving abortions in here? Uh, I'm going to blame that on you. Uh, I don't talk about abortion. It sucks the life out of you. Um, oh, what a great joke. Uh I'm done killing. I'm gonna I'm gonna get down from here, guys. Matthew Banks, everybody. Killing babies and jokes at the same time. No more ginger babies. Uh, I'm sorry. I, I love I love red hair and I think that we should appreciate it and celebrate it. And every red beard I see, I think we should make up a new call, like some sort of like Hurrah, something happening. Uh, I'm going to have to start drinking more alcohol or I'm actually going to sober up and that's going to be weird. Your next comedian, uh, he has a last name that I'm going to try to pronounce and you're going to laugh at his jokes. Everybody put your hands together for Boris Shakurko. Thank you. Um... I read an article recently that since Trump has been president, the frequency of babies being named Donald has decreased, um, which is not that surprising. But if that's true, the the opposite has to also be true, which means that somewhere in America, there's a bunch of white kids named Barack. Uh, This is, what do you think a, a breakup in a polyamorous relationship looks like? I feel like it's like, it's not us, it's them. So like that might be a line that might be used quite often. I think what's weird about polyamorous relationships is that like fast forward 20 years, there could be a very progressive man in Saudi Arabia who's like, look, it's just me and you here, but in America, do you know what they're doing to those women? They're like in, there's men with like four or five girlfriends. I feel like that's a future we can all look forward to. Um, I, I recently went on a date and instead of sitting down and saying, how's it going? I accidentally said, how's it flowing? Which I think really sets a different vibe for a date. Like if you ask 
a girl who coincidentally is menstruating, the equivalent of like how's your period? I feel like it it might bum someone out a little bit. Um, yeah, I recently I had this weird experience where I got mistaken by I got mistaken by someone for a uh, white comic who used the N word a lot in their set. Um, which I think you can I, you can learn a lot about yourself by how quickly you're like, no, that wasn't me. Like I was like, what did I say last Wednesday? Someone would have told me something. Someone should have told me. I mean, at that point, is it even on me? Like, is it? Like, is it? Uh, yeah, I'm unemployed right now. It's weird looking for a job because because uh, I don't want it. <laughs> no. Um, I wasn't I wasn't born in this country, which means that I can't run for president. Um, otherwise, I totally would. I totally, totally, definitely, definitely. It's the it's the only thing stopping me, actually. Ugh. Yeah, I feel weird about um. I feel weird about tipping people. You know, like at a high end restaurant, I get it, but like now, it's like you go to any coffee shop, and it's like for like two fifty, there'd be that on that freaking clover electronic thing it always asks you for a tip and it's weird because like they can see it but it's also like you're somewhat removed from it it's like there should i shouldn't feel bad about giving no tip that's okay i feel like there's maybe some innuendo there that i should work on <laughs> i think i think it's weird paying for like for things with your like debit card or credit card i feel like it's really easy to spend a lot of money it's really easy like when it's cash it's it's harder because you have to look at each like 20 you're putting down. It feels like more than just one swipe you could spend like 10 grand. Like I feel like if we paid for wars with cash, I feel like we we, we wouldn't get in a lot of wars. <laughs> um, I think I'll leave, I'll end with this. I think I think America could be the only. I think America could be a very successful socialist country because we couldn't possibly get invaded by America. Alright, thank you for listening. Boris! Sugar Girl! Yay! Ending on a socialism joke. Getting right to the cockles of my heart. I love it. Socialism. Your next comedian. She left this socialist bastion of joy and wonderment, this this comedy womb of happiness, light, and joke workshops to go to New York to throw herself into a pit of piranha and uh, and I'm glad she's back because I thought they might have eaten her alive but nay she is here to tell her new jokes you guys if you don't I'm going to give you tons of extra time BT dubs just because we might as well it's you and someone else after so we might as well give you lots and lots of time like eight you want to do eight all right She's from New York, you guys. She's back. She's a special fucking guest from New York. If you don't clap wildly, I might have to hit you in the face. Clap wildly like you haven't clapped before. For Jenny Hogan! Oh, Pam, it's great to see you. How are you? How are you doing? Good? All right. Uh, Boris, you made the leaning against the stage look so comfortable. I think I'll just do that, too. I was like, I could take a nap, or I could come do a stand-up set leaning against the stage. This is probably more relaxing. Um, how are you guys? It's so nice. You know what? I don't, here's Boris. I don't know if this was your thought about it, but like, I can't really turn as easily when I'm leaning against the stage. Hi, Quirk. How are you? I'm back. Thank you. It's exactly the same. <laughs> it's, 
<laughs> I have not changed at all. Uh, I am wearing a very loud jacket, and I say loud like the actual sound it makes. Guys, shh. Just, uh, it's, I'm trying to get it on the radio. Do you think it's good for the radio listeners? I guess, uh, should I tell some jokes? I have no new jokes. Should I just do all my old? No, I have some new jokes. Um, okay, so I am at the point with the number of guys I've slept with where I can divide them all into tiers based on like how good they were in bed. Like the top tier, the top third were really good. A plus would fuck again. Uh, the middle third, they were like decent. You know, like I could probably be talked into sleeping with them again if I were like really drunk or something. And then the bottom third, I would also sleep with again. <laughs> I would sleep with anyone I've ever slept with again. It's a lifetime membership. <laughs> but like to something useless like Blockbuster. It's like a no return policy, you know? Like once you bought into this vagina, you uh, can't give it back. I, um, <laughs> I used to have a lot of phone sex, but I can't anymore because the new iPhones don't fit. <laughs> How are you doing? I like your sweater. Is it exactly the same sweater that you were wearing when I left? This is you, did you wear this sweater every day in the month before I left and I didn't notice? Wow, his sweater has an origin story, guys. Okay, go. <laughs> That was a more interesting story than I expected it to be, <laughs> considering I was asking about a sweater. Um, I like it. it. It looks good. Um, what else? Okay, so I I feel like all of my jokes, I've also made tweets, and most of you have been nice enough to like them, so there's, like, no point in it. <laughs> Arden, you were talking about um, Chris Christie. You guys saw that story? Chris Christie sh shut down the beaches. Beachgate, yeah. I mean, I don't, I kind of see where he's coming from. Like, he clearly just didn't want anyone to see him at the beach, you know? Like, that's probably what I would do if I were Chris Christie. Uh, bigger question, why was Chris Christie at the beach, you know? <laughs> like, I don't know. He said, though, in a statement, he was like, I don't really, you know, it doesn't bother me. You guys know I don't care about political optics uh, or regular optics. <laughs> he's just, he's, uh, he's Chris Christie. Um, you know, I know I'm not someone, speaking of optics, not someone every guy wants to sleep with, you know, like I know I'm not the kind of girl every guy wants to fuck. Um, feel free to disagree among yourselves, but, um, but I will say this, the guys who want to have sex with me do end up having sex with me. <laughs> it's just a little factoid fact about them, like a Snapple cap fact. Um, I, uh, yeah, I haven't had sex in so long that I sometimes wake up at 6 a.m. and, like, smear makeup on my face and put on a really short skirt and go outside just so I can, like, feel alive again, you know, like, just get back into it. I want to do the walk of shame. I miss that. Um, I, uh, I got stuck in an airport all day the other day, like, all day, and there's nothing worse than getting stuck in an airport all day and having it not affect your life at all. <laughs> Like, I really wanted plans to cancel, but I didn't have any. Uh, and everyone's like, oh, I have my kids. I have to get back to them. And I'm like, you know what? I was going to go to a 6 o'clock open mic. <laughs> and I'm going to miss it now. Um, the nice thing about, like, getting off an airplane, though, is, like, having an excuse for looking like you just got off an airplane. <laughs> That's my favorite thing about it. Um, I got a smart, you guys know that they make smart vibrators, like vibrators that are powered by Wi-Fi and like take in your personal data and then use it to give you a better vibration experience. Yeah. I, I got one, you know, smartest thing that's ever gotten me off. Am I right? <laughs> it's not even true. I, 
my ex-boyfriend's a mathematician. <laughs> I did once sleep with three mathematicians in the same year. Because the year that I liked math, guys, was my slutty year, you know? Um, I, uh, I really, um, I don't, how are you doing? What's up? How's it going? Good? I'm not like a coffee per, you know, I'm not like a, <laughs> good crowd, I'm going to strategically check, um, I think I'm, I've gone, oh, I have a question, guys, do all male college friend groups have a friend named Schmitty? <laughs> Um, my, uh, my friend told me that her boyfriend said she should lose weight. I was like, oh my God, we get it. You have a boyfriend. <laughs> Stop bragging. I thought I had pink eye the other day. I had like a pink eye scare. Um, and I guess you get pink eye from, uh, farting in your pillow, you know, or getting shit in your eye. You get pink eye from having shit follicles in your eye. And when I thought I had pink eye, that's true. That's how it happened. Oh, uh, maybe. I don't know. When I thought I had pink eye, at first I was like, how could this have happened to me? And then I just have to like confront the reality that I live a life such that I've probably gotten shit in my eye. You know, like it wasn't like, it was not like a stretch. Like I farted in pillows and slept in them. Like I've, you know, <laughs> I've scratched my butt and rubbed my eye. Um, I'm very coordinated. It was a real wake up call though. I was like, Jenny, you got to stop with the pink eye inducing behavior. No more poop and I. Okay, bye guys. Thanks, Pam. Jenny Ogan, everyone. Teaching me new things. I guess every time I've had pink eye, it's when I'm a summer camp counselor, so they all must be farting on my pillow at night. I don't know what happened. But man, I had pink eye for like eight years straight when I was a Jewish summer camp counselor from the JCC in La Jolla, right? Lawrence Family Jewish Community Center. I got so much shit in my eye. It was great for only, you know, like $15 an hour. Yeah. Oh, Ginny, have a great night. Thanks for coming in. Such such a pleasure for you to choose here to come through. Like, she's in town and she came here. and She's going to be famous someday, everybody. Ginny Hogan. Uh, is Cat here? Is Yes. I am a lover of cats. If anybody knows me, they know that uh, I speak cat. And uh, I really think that cats are alien beings that have come to teach us the right way to live. Nap, everybody. Just chill the fuck out. Stop fighting each other. Just take a fucking nap. Am I right? Your next comedian, I think that she might be a messenger from their people to tell you jokes. Put your hands together for Cat Right. Listen to Cut. A messenger from their people. Sorry to disappoint, I'm just a comic from LA. <laughs> uh, and there's this like, I feel like there's this idea that all the really like crazy sociopathic or like narcissistic comics are in LA. But that's not true because tonight I'm here. So in LA, everyone acts like they're poly, but in SF, like, everyone is poly. Um, I don't know. I tried to do the whole group sex thing, but it didn't really work out for me. Like, it's just a lot going on. Like, I kind of compare it to when you go to a coffee shop because you're going to do work at the coffee shop. Like, it's a bunch of people acting like they're at the task at hand, but it's really just a bunch of people looking around at each other. Like, what? Um... So that hasn't worked out. I tried to date this really attractive guy. Um, and not to toot my own horn, but 
I feel like I'm like kind of attractive and he's like kind of attra- fuck lost the crowd um like I said I'm a narcissist from California uh, from LA so big fucking surprise I'm the best oh please like me please like me please like me um but yeah we walked down the street and people would be like wow you're such a such a beautiful couple and I'm like I don't think you understand like two attractive people like we're both just really bad at oral like no one's happy like nobody's coming in this situation just like two botched attempts at a 69 and like like we'll like 69 sometimes for efficiency so we can like try to fuck after like which we 69 okay and like I don't know anyway um my thing is like, I don't know, I'm trying to date, but like, I'm cool, I'm cool like, if a dude, if you don't wanna be my boyfriend, just like say it, be like, I'm not trying to be your boyfriend, but please do. Um, but if you don't wanna be my boyfriend, that's fine, but my problem is with dudes that come into my life and take advantage of boyfriend-like privileges whilst maintaining a very fuckboy-like presence in my life. Like, if we're not exclusive, that's okay, but you can't come to my place, use my laundry card, eat my Cheerios, like... I forgot the other thing that I was gonna say, but it was intelligent. Anyway, you can't, like... You know what I mean? You can't get a boyfriend pass when you got a fuckboy attendance grade. Like, I'm sorry. Anywho, so I was like, I need to date other people. Like, it's fine everyone's doing it right so I was like okay I just need to be selfish you know because I got the Irish Catholic guild trip going strong like I feel bad you know I feel bad dating other people but I was like no I need to take a page out of Ayn Rand's book the virtue of selfishness and be self there's just so many pages though you know there's just so many pages that delivery was off um Here's my thing, I'm just searching for my Howard Rourke, you know? Just looking for my strapping visionary. I'm just looking for a guy with like a large, but not too large, but good sized fountain head. Uh, yay, I'm ready, yay, Average, Howard, yay. oh, thanks. And like, I like a good novelette, you know? I mean, Anthem was great, but like, I'm just not done reading Atlas Shrugged and like, I feel bad, you know? that I'm not done with him yet. But just ob- objectively speaking, you know, so is dating in the age of the new intellectual. No one's read all the Ayn Rand books here, except for this chick! Yeah! Oh! Selfish people. No, I'm just kidding. Um, the term mentalism, what does she call it? <laughs> objectivism? My jokes. Um, everyone always asks me, they're like, Kat, how are you so skinny? You don't really do anything. And I'm like, thanks. But here's my diet secret. You can have anything you want as long as it's on a salad. Like, honestly, <laughs> like anything you want. And like, you're not, like, it's fine, right? The thing is, it's just getting increasingly difficult to do lines of blow off of a bed of lettuce. It's like, wait, what? <sighs> Sex without a condom with some spinach leaves. It's just not very, like, ergonomic. It's a white girl diet, you guys. Cool, how much, <laughs> um... My show now. Oh my god, I love you people. Damn. Um, yeah. So like, I don't know. My twenties are different than like my thirties. Like in my twenties, like I would see a guy like across the room. He'd be cute. He, I notice he's checking me out, and I'd be like, oh, never mind. Like that guy probably doesn't have very good taste. But not anymore. I'm thirty. I'm kind of feeling myself. So I'm like, oh, that's right. You looking at me? 
That's right, because I'm like a tall glass of Savion Blanc. White, fine, and extra dry, because I'm 30. Um, I just call it like aged, you know? Vintage instead of vintage. I don't know. I don't know. It's weird, too, like... It's weird to try to date younger guys. I don't know where I was going with that. I wasn't prepared to be up here this long. But, I, oh, get the fuck out. Okay. Um, I don't know. Like, I, I think that being addicted to drugs can be cool, but like not when you're addicted to pharmaceuticals. You know, it's not like Coke or like heroin or like something edgy that like 90s musicians did. You know, it's like, how do you explain to your friends? My friends are like, I don't understand, Kat. I don't understand why you're addicted to sleeping pills. Like if you can't sleep, like why don't you just take Benadryl? I'm like, bitch, let me explain you something. Like Benadryl will help you sleep, but Ambien shall help you dream. Only the finest of dreams. And you just take it and you just... Drink a Savion, a Savion Blanc glass, go take your dog on a walk, throw on some trip hop, and it just like hits you, it's just like Phew! And it's like you just stepped into a pretty light song, you know? No one has taken Ambien and gone on a really nice dog walk and listened to trip hop, but you should try it, but don't, I didn't tell you to. Um, okay, that's probably my time, guys. Thanks, I'm Kat. Cat right, everyone, all the way from L.A. Fuck yeah. I've always enjoyed Ambien's name because it's like A-M-B-N. It's like morning's good. And I feel like anybody who's making drug names is a genius, and they're probably taking MFAs and poetry and putting them in a room and saying, make up names for drugs like Ambien, A-M-B-N morning's good like levitra makes your dick fly levitra right like levitate try it's all there it's trying to levitate it's levitra i wish someday someone will let me have a lot of drugs in a room so that i can write drug names because best job ever thank you all for joining us tonight on the happy hour coming up at eight o'clock in 22 minutes after I smoke cigarettes, yay, is Pamtastic's Comedy Clubhouse, where we actually have the Wyatt Axe, Guinevere Q, no big fucking deal, doing live bass behind comedians that are going to be super stoned, a la Mitch Hedberg. Uh, so we're going to give a little homage to him tonight. So thanks for being here on the happy hour. Stick around for Pamtastic's if you like it. And uh, keep listening to everything on Mutiny Radio. Yay!
insatiable appetite for all things in life, who scream at nothing and everything at the same time, who dance till sunup, who cause the sun to set again with irreverent bow, who rival the moon with gravitational force, who leave rooms feeling empty and earthquake struck, who don't give a fuck, who make, who do, who dream out loud and laugh like maniacs, who draw shock and awe on faces graced with watching, who create from the soul of an orgasm, who swagger even alone in the shower, who fight with passion and love with passion and are passion, who catapult over cliffs in the name of revolution, who would rather die than fall in line to conform, who constantly challenge the norm, who greet each and every day as if just born, I say to you I know your greatness the way a suicide jumper knows weightless just before the impact and in fact I know it best when I say to you, I love you. The Night Space brings you High Time Storytime every Wednesday night from 10 to midnight on Mutiny Radio. Listen to San Francisco's finest underground comedians read crazy stories written by me, Arden, on The Night Space. The Night Space featuring High Time Storytime every Wednesday night from 10 to midnight on Mutiny Radio. High Time Storytime Volume 1 now available on Amazon.com for Kindle and electronic download. Are you tired of swimming through a sea of podcasts? Are ye on a raft without a patter? Well, gather around me, sea dogs, and get aboard me pirate ship as we set sail for the seas of MutinyRadio.fm. From there, you can captain your own pirate ship as you sail through over 44 different shows for all of your listening pleasures. They've got live comedy to small business advice, LGBTQ-friendly to sports, vinyl to gutterpunk. MutinyRadio.fm has the best programming the Internet Ocean has to offer you. I bet my peg leg on it, or I ain't scurvy shit-faced McRat. <laughs> Good evening there, my friends here at MutinyRadio.fm. Chester Cashcock here, and giving you my love and regard as well as movies over there. And uh, I just wanted to let you guys know that any time I go swimming in my vault of rare coins and piles and piles of filthy cash, I can't help but listen to Pamtastic's Comedy Clubhouse every Friday from 8 to 10 p.m. I mean, if anyone who knows anything about comedy knows that Pamtastic's books the best of San Francisco and Beyond's Underground comics. It's a great showcase, and they have a fun time at Pamtastic's Deep in the Mission District, where you can laugh off your tushy for a mere $5 every Friday to 10 p.m. And I laugh because $5, I mean, that's what I use to wipe my tushy with. So to laugh it off for a mere $5 is indubitious. But if you can't make it to Mutiny Radio, well, don't even worry. Don't fret at all. You can simply download the podcast post-show and giggle in the comfort of anywhere. Like your Aspen summer home on the mountain ridge with the kayak feeling. So all you got to do is just go to podcastics.pcrcollective.org slash comedy clubhouse. Or you can listen live every Friday from 8 to 10 p.m. as your host Pam Benjamin brings you the best comedy from San Francisco and beyond the universe. And what's better than the universe? It's a cash cock, honey. Well, hey there, 
Franciski. If you're looking for some delicious late-night food, I suggest you mosey on down to Bender's Bar. Inside, you can find Counter Offer, and my offering you amazing late-night food and snacks. Try the chicken biscuit. It's like your stomach's in a tasty tornado. They have exceptionally great daily ground sustainable burgers with sides of tater tots, grilled asparagus, and delicious zucchini, and creamy delicious mac and cheese. You like tacos? They got them! And from the specials, very deep fried fish sandwich to a stoner burger with a donut bun. What are those crazy potheads gonna come up with next? Go to the counter inside of Brenda's Bar at 800 South Van Ness Avenue, San Francisco. It's located between 19th Street and 20th Street in the Mission District. Open seven nights a week from 5 to 10 p.m. or later. Counter offer, son! Tell me what you think about your situation. Complication, aggravation. Is it getting to you? Then tune in live every Sunday from 12 to 2 p.m. to the Edge of Insanity with myself, Paul Brumbaugh. Kit Marie. Brandon Ray. And Mistress Christine. All on Mutiny Radio. That's right, PCRcollective.org. We'll see you there. You ever want to be funny? Well, my dogs think I'm funny, Daryl. Well, I mean, you ever want to be, like, in front of an audience? Like, other than, like, squirrels, dogs, and dead peasants? Oh, shoot. From time to time, I've been giving it a thought of two. You know, if you go to Joke Workshop, there's more than two peoples paying attention to your jokes, and they ain't even gonna be jerks about it. Daryl, are you serious? I can get people to listen to my jokes. And they'll even say nice things to you before they tell you how to get improvements. No way. What is this dag nabbit thing called? It's Joke Workshop. Joke Workshop? Yep, every Monday, 6 to 8 p.m. on the Mutant Radius. So you're saying I could tell my jokes every Monday from 6 to 8 that's what 